Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. Rabbi. There's a cool phrase in Hebrew, I'm not sure if it's ancient or Talmudic or modern, called beyadaim. And the phrase means doing something directly, causing it directly, rather than it being something that happens or occurs incidentally. And it usually has a negative connotation that when a person is doing damage and they are doing so biadaim, meaning they are literally and directly causing this negative thing to happen rather than simply being a middle stage of that bad thing happening in the world or coming into the world. So I might, God forbid, have some kind of chronic illness which causes me pain at certain times based upon factors that are beyond my control. And I also know that if I eat certain things, I could directly cause a flare-up. And if I were to do that, I would be causing my own pain. And when this is happening, there's something criticable about that. There's something we should look at and wonder, why am I directly contributing to something negative happening in my life or in the world? So Rav Cook is wondering why big soul people are not having more of an impact in the world. And there certainly are factors that are at play, systems in place that prevent or seem to prevent big soul people from having maximum impact in the world. But Rav Cook also wants those people to focus on what they are doing biyadaim. So he says, How much good are these people preventing or withholding? Why? From shiflut hadea. Shiflut means low. And dea means perspective or attitude or approach. These people have a low attitude a depressed, diminished attitude. These people whom the Spirit of God should be beating in their hearts. And they're holding on to smallness. And they don't believe in themselves. In the greatness, the largeness of their souls. What is it that allows for the greatness of these people's souls to flourish and to emerge? It's not the environment. And it's not even specific actions. The foundations upon which the flourishing of the soul is built. So what is it built on? Bigness of soul. Inner Kedusha, inner Tahara, inner holiness, inner openness, Ometaratzon, courage of will, and the power of thought. The flourishing of the soul is dependent on the inner inner life, certainly not the environment, and not even my actions, but my inside holiness, my inside tahara, openness, availability, the power of my will, the power of my thoughts. And Rav Kook wants us to know that when we have that going, the environment and actions are subdued or subjugated to the power 
of my inner spirit. That is, when it rises. So in the great economy of time and effort, Rav Kook wants us to know that the great tzaddikim primarily are involved in their inner greatness, implying that the force of what is going to bring about change in the world is going to come from the magnitude of their own soul and not from the specific actions that they take in the world. But rest assured, said, says Rav Kook, these great tzaddikim, of course, they're careful with their actions. They do everything they can in order to make the environment that is around them also tahor, also conducive to the kind of work that they need to do. But this is coming from the inside out. It is coming from the light, the supernal light. Which is flowing through their souls in all of its splendor. So they're not trying to create a world in which they could then flourish. They're deeply involved with their own flourishing and with their own thriving. And from that place, they try to have an effect on the world. And this becomes the greatest resource that they have. This reservoir of energy and of clarity that they have inside themselves. And the greatest obstacle that a person would face in that situation is not a function of the environment or something external. Rather, it would be their own over-concern with details, with small things. Surav Cook warns us, These people shouldn't lower themselves to be stuck or attached always on small things. Diktukim, trying to make sure they get everything exactly right. And he says there's no end to these. When you're trying to do something in the world, there's no end to the details that could be addressed and the danger is so real that those could subsume a person's attention and their intention to do something amazing in the world because they could simply fill up your spirit. They fill the spirit of someone who's trying to rise above. So here we get this invaluable advice of being able to notice the effects of and then to decide where do we want to put our attention when we're trying to make something happen. On the outside world or staying connected to the vast soul which is inside of us. And so Rav Kook says, the general idea, the general approach, the sensory world with all of its details, that is not the thing that demands the most space and the most attention within the soul of eternal life. That same soul of eternal life, which shows up in the souls, the lofty souls of these amazing people. Rather, the focus is The attention is on the life, the beauteous, wondrous splendor of the life of all worlds. We keep our eyes on the prize. We stay focused on that. Because it contains everything. All of the best ideation, and also ethical movement, and also action, all of it is contained there in the core, in the root, in the source 
of life itself. And perfection and completion of action comes from there. It's not going to come with becoming overly concerned with the small details. It's going to come from keeping ourselves connected to the source of life and allowing that to flow through us into those actions. But this is not to say that those details are ignored. Rather, Rav Kook says, These great tzaddikim sometimes turn away from their high level. They look at their actions in the finest detail. So you could wonder and you could ask, what would allow me to look at the finest details of my life without getting stuck and without getting drawn into that level of being? And so Rav Kook answers, because they've already satiated themselves. They've already saturated themselves with that great eternal bliss of vision and of life force. And this soul, which is full of power, has been assigned, as it were, and encouraged Already all that life and all that good lives inside of them, in their heart. From that point, then I can make an accounting. From a perspective of gedula, from vastness, from splendor. When I'm rooted there, then I can look the pratim, prati pratim, I can look at the details. And though this process of entering into the smallness is not without its dangers, the momentum of coming from such a high place and having so infused oneself with that life force allows a person to enter into those smaller places and to retain hope and trust, aspiration and tikkun.